this is the Pie Boy Podcast. Hey, what's up? It's the Pie Boy Podcast. This is episode 136. Coming to you just off Atlantic Ave in Wells, Maine. Bright, sunny morning. Just trying to get into this thing. Tell a story or two. Uh, I've been feeling kind of nostalgic. Pulling out an old poem uh, that I wrote over ten years ago. To give it a little bit of context, uh, I was writing it around the times of Occupy Wall Street, those protests happening in Portland. Um, found myself in the middle of them as I was going through Portland State, just walking around um, downtown and getting douche with pepper spray and all kinds of wild shit, just trying to make it home or get some lunch. Um, there's a lot going on. I was doing open mics and finishing school, um, in the, I think I was finishing school in the winter, but then I wasn't graduating until the summer of 2012. Um, but winter, fall, 2011, um, that's where I was. And I was writing a lot and I was working um, in between graduating and finishing, I had gotten this job um, because my student loans are running out and they're already starting to collect that, wanting to collect uh, the payments. So I had a lot of weird things going on, but I had to get this job. And I, it was this kind of entry-level job at an import car repair uh, spot, restoration spot on 92nd and Southeast Portland, right off of Foster, uh, called, uh, man, what was it called? Steve's, Steve's, um, auto body or Steve's garage or something like that. Um, it was a family owned business and yeah, I'd got this job just off a of posting of on either Craigslist or something like that, and it was just, it was hard times, I was working like 50 hours a week, um, I was a shagger, so I was getting there early, I was always the first one there before 7 o'clock, and I would have to pull the cars out, uh, get the place set up for customers, go pick up parts, go pick up customers, give them rides, wash the cars when they're done being fixed, help out in the auto body uh, spot, learned a little bit about uh, repairing fenders and paint on cars, a little bit about the mechanical stuff, but it was just a lot. I was doing all the stuff that they didn't have time to do or didn't want to do. And it helped fuel a lot of my writing at this time. And a lot of the times I would sneak in the back and write my ideas down. I literally would hide back there so I could have a five minutes or so before I would be asked, like, what are you doing? What I need you over here. Why are you standing still? How come you're not sweeping? Or whatever the fuck was going on. And today's poem is called Bedtime Story. And... 
it just had to do with all the things I was doing. I was riding the max there to save money because I was driving my truck and I was broke and driving that thing every day um, from, I was living in off of Northeast 40th, 48th in Alberta in gun violence central and driving my truck from there to 92nd and Foster wasn't always economical especially for a broke just out of college student not really sure about what the fuck he wanted to do in life um but yeah a lot of interesting things happening maybe that's not the right context maybe it is but we'll talk more about it as we get into it so this is called bedtime story Proof of payment, said the fly, with the gun barrel too low. He jumps Hondas for free on the weekends, and the rest gets soiled by hidden fees. Greed is the flower that grows the fastest, but has no smell. More like weeds waist-deep in the church of cosmetics. Just another illusion. I drive the Turbo Beetle like I stole it, to live wealthy on the ten-hour shifts, not full of money, full of life, and little victories. Heads up pennies, deep breaths on warm nights, long phone calls and shorter texts, and beautifully random stories from the ones in our safety nets. Wealth, the great illusion, dangled above us like a carrot, that tastes like trouble and digests like cement. Even my friend the Blue Jay comments on the four twenty-five a, a gallon blunder that fuels consumption of low standards. I'd rather tie a tire to the front of my house, rebel against myself. A sign of the times or seduction of men on fire. Wealth is a life lived by illusion, a creation of our minds, hands, and hearts. Be it three shopping carts piled high with roadside artifacts, a game-winning shot, or a lovely novel by a lonely writer. It's all an illusion. Not a trick, but a gift. Much higher, call it thunder, born from chemical reactions of brilliance. So why not imagine greater and bitch less? Yeah, there's a lot to unpack with this. I'm not going to hit everything, but the beginning proof of payment said the fly with the gun barrel too low. I was just thinking of the security guards that were on the max and like how brutal they were about having proof of payment. And I got caught one time and the guy treated me like such a piece of shit for forgetting to get my ticket. I literally just forgot. I had gotten on at like six something in the morning, tired as fuck. And just forgot. And like sitting there with his hand on his fucking gun. Talking to me like I was a criminal. For not forgetting to pay the 250 or whatever it was. That kind of shit's always bothered me. Especially when they do it to young kids and kids of color on the max. Um, you could just see the bias in his eyes. And I literally used to jump Honda, so my friend Sauce and I uh, used to go hit baseballs at Clark's Elementary out in uh, Malina, Oregon at their baseball field, because we lived there. We lived close by, and in high school, um, in the summer times, and during baseball season on the weekends, we'd go over there and fuck around and hit baseballs and drive around and pick them up, and my dad's uh, 89 Honda 
uh, civic wagon and there's this hill and we got this bright idea to like try to jump it and we did it a couple times and one of the craziest times we had that thing loaded with all of our gear all the baseballs and we were mobbing around and we jumped it and all the fucking doors came open the bat came open all the shit flew out and we just laughed our asses off good times being dumb and young um i used to drive a turbo beetle for this job and i loved it it was a 2000 I mean, 99 or 2000 Volkswagen Honda Beetle, or not Honda Beetle, uh, Volkswagen Beetle, sorry, thinking about the other part of the story, and two-tone, I think it was a five-speed, um, and yeah, I love driving that thing, and because I was always driving around picking up parts or running errands for the shop, and it became like my car, because I had my truck, but like this thing was something else it was fast um I didn't care if I looked like a nerd one of my favorite things about it was my Chuck Berry tape because I had a tape player in it didn't even have a CD player and I would just listen to Chuck Berry when I'd zoom around or the radio but usually it was Chuck Berry greatest hits I loved it helped me get through those 10 hour shifts that I barely made any money I think I made maybe so my paychecks, I think we got paid every two weeks. I make like 700 bucks. I was getting paid nothing, even though I was working like 50 plus hours. I'd be there from 6.50 in the morning until 5.30 at night, 6 o'clock sometimes, depending on how busy it was and how many cars I had to park at the end of the day or what I had to clean up or if I had to go get somebody a last minute ride. It was silly. It was silly being 20-something years old and with a college education and being uh, at the mercy of these freaking gearheads. And, I don't know, John, the manager, was a good guy, but everybody else was something else. <sighs> anyway, yeah, but it was like I started to be really freaked out Um like, I had to focus on these little things, like little victories is what I called them, when little good things would happen because I was feeling so stressed. I didn't know what I was going to do after this. Um, my college degree, English degree, was kind of starting to realize it was kind of worthless um, if I wasn't making money as a writer and all those things before I even thought I'd be a teacher. And... I would just try to focus on the things outside of work that were fun, like hanging out with my girlfriend, who would be my wife years later, and going to hipster bars at night or on the weekends and going to Goodwill and listening to music and having parties and going to Mount Tabor and all these things. I had to think about those beautiful random stories and things to get through the day. And writing was kind of my escape to write those things down. I remember they used to joke about, oh, Casey's out in the back hiding. They would always assume that I was hiding and doing stuff that they couldn't find me. But guess what? Eventually, I was like, all right, they think I'm fucking hiding, so I am going to hide. I'm going to sit back here and just chill and write this shit as it would come to me. 
oh man, I'd get really pissed off if I got interrupted and I would work so fucking hard, wash the car so fucking hard if I get interrupted in the middle of my writing. But yeah, I had this little station, this little fucking shack in the back with like a metal shelf with all my little cleaning tools and things and that was my spot, my little power cord and hide my phone up there so they wouldn't see me on my phone doing stuff. Um... Um, one of my favorite people, stories from back then, was hanging out with Matt, this crazy dude that was probably like 10, 15 years older than me, grew up in the 90s, it was like in, in college in the 90s, played a little bit of basketball, I think he was from like Rhode Island, he loved the Buffalo Bills, so like during football season, just talking smack about that, or just talking about all the trades, or and all the different games and things that would happen back then loved it it was one of my favorite people and the other part was talking to him about music we'd listen to kgon and just like rock out but in the morning he was very interesting cat we would have to listen to the first hour was always the classical station in portland i can't remember what it is it's just it's really close to the npr channel uh, 91.5 or something like that and we'd listen to, like, Mozart and all this shit as he was, like, wrenching on stuff. And he, like, quiet time, wouldn't talk. But then it'd be, like, 9 or 10, and this dude would come alive. So much energy. He had glasses. It was, like, a super nerd athlete person. And I just loved talking to him, freaking out and geeking out on music. And Pink Floyd was huge around this time I'd had like a spiritual experience I'd done a magical brownie and gone to laser Pink Floyd and just had these moments of it was the wall that specifically what we listened to at OMSI and oh man it was beautiful I cried and just was on this Pink Floyd trip for a long time but talking to him about that stuff and talking about other classic rock songs that would come on and just rock out and he'd like play air guitar and be drumming on shit and working on his work in the back because they had him in the back too for some reason because people thought he was annoying but I loved him he made those 10 hour shifts go by a lot faster than they seemed um Man, there's just a lot going on. There's like the gas prices were really skyrocketing at this point. Like they're they were this was over ten years ago and they're like what the prices are now, like close to five dollars on the average. And I just remember being just sick about things like that because I really couldn't afford gas. I couldn't afford to ride the max or the bus. And I was angry. And I was angry about people that were wealthy and I was angry about kids that I went to college with that were graduating like me and they already had these great jobs and I had like nothing and I I was just angry anyway what else is in here yeah and I was just kind of this is kind of a pep talk to myself but also just a like a flash of, like a montage of all the things that were going on around me and the things I was doing to get through. Let's see. Yeah, 
and I was just like running, running away from the bill collectors. Oh man, and the Fed loan people and Wells Fargo student loan people that I was dealing with were fucking nuts. No empathy, treated me like shit, were like saying I was gonna go to jail if I didn't pay, like just crazy shit, stuff they can't do anymore. That's why they're on the chopping block right now. Um, and they're in everybody's sights is just because of stuff like that. Like, oh, it was, it made me sick every day. I try to just numb the pain and get away from it. But Pink Floyd, that's the songs of the week. It helped me a lot. And specifically, um, Young Lust from The Wall, but the whole album, The Wall, uh, speaks to this poem. Um, maybe I was stealing stuff. I don't know. But also Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry was huge. That was more of like the pot. It was like the balancing of the darkness with the light. I I just like would listen to it and try to like lose myself in Maybelline or uh, Little Queenie some of my favorite songs thinking about my grandpa being a kid I would try to envision myself as a kid and sitting in my grandpa's car and him singing Chuck Berry and introducing me to Chuck Berry and like those things it'd like take me away so even though I was working and just feeling fucked I could escape to those things and the last little story about that Turbo Beetle, I loved it, but on the very last day, it fucked me. I got pulled over, got a ticket on my very last day of work. First thing in the morning, I had to go pick up a customer, like 7.30. I'm coming on, coming back on 82nd. I was somewhere by Powell, and it's like a four-lane road, and there's like a barrier and like a turning lane, and on the opposite side going opposite direction there was a school bus stopped but like there literally was like a medium and like three lanes in between us and it was like an intersection and for some reason I guess I was supposed to stop and I don't think I did a great um explanation of like the road but like from what I knew from driving and the rules like I didn't have to stop for that school bus because like, there's no way they were going to have kids cross over there across 82nd. Like, I don't think so. But this lady cop pulled me over and, like, pulled over, like, five cars on a motorcycle. She was, like, zooming around everybody just on some fucking power trip. And she pulled over, like, four of us and made us pull over at a 7-Eleven and was just berating us, and she came over to me and just laid into me, like, I should write you up for reckless driving, you could have killed those kids, and I was like, there weren't any kids, and there was also a medium, like, like, literally couldn't, nobody could cross there, not even a fucking car, like, so why were, I thought you didn't have to stop unless you were on the same, anyway, I was trying to figure it out, and she was just screaming at me, and, like, threw the ticket at me, and was like, get the fuck out of here, I was just floored and didn't tell the place about that ticket. (laughs) Ended up paying it and got it reduced because I wrote a letter about what exactly had happened and whatever. It's just crazy. Um, But the other thing about that is, like, I was scared shitless of 
number one, there was a cop. Second, it was a lady cop. And because my mom always said, like, don't mess with the cops. Don't look at them. And all these different things. And she said, especially don't mess with the lady cop. And I was like, why? And she was just like, they're already dealing with a whole bunch of shit. Like, being in a man's world, people disrespecting women in so many ways and then they're going to be a cop and get even another level of disrespect for being a cop on top of that like they're just angry and I don't think everyone's angry but you're just like messing with fire playing with fire is what she said so just shut your mouth but like I didn't and I paid for it Um, so with that being said take a lesson from me Um, but I would say just go listen to Pink Floyd. Go listen to The Wall. If you never listened to it, listen to it all the way through or revisit it. Maybe go to Laser Omsi. Maybe have a moment like me um, or not. Enjoy. Until next time, happy hunting. Peace.